We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Since we talked last, which was prior to the Sunday night game, the Yankees were undefeated at that moment in time. And since then, they have dropped three out of their four games. So instead of talking about baseball, Scott, why don't you tell us about your Disney World experience? <laughs> well, I've been able to watch most of the games, which is fun because I, I've, uh, except for except for my Nestor, the Nestor night, which went according to plan. We nailed that. Went according to plan. That was a beautiful little prediction. There. Took so, our advice and bet on the Tuesday game. You won some money. So congratulations. Yeah. Um, Disney's been good, man. I've walked uh, each day. It's pretty crazy. 25,000 steps. I have like one of these trackers that on my on my wrist. 25,000 steps on Tuesday and 25,000 steps on Wednesday. Almost within 150 steps, which is weird. But yeah. Did, did you the, do the exact same route? No. <laughs> did two di- very different things. Did uh, the whole Magic Kingdom and Epcot on the first day and then Hollywood Studios. Uh, wow, you did Animal two parks Kingdom. in one day? Two parks in one in day both, is, on both days. We did four oh parks in two days. That is intense. That is that is madness. Yeah, and credit like shout out to my my mother who did the whole first day with us, like a trooper just cruising along. And um, and then yeah, day two was a lot more of a forty pound weight on my shoulders. But <laughs> any any long stretch that was the key to making it. Like don't drag the kid, just throw him on your shoulders and go. Kemp is forty pounds ish i don't know he's around there and he's four years old yeah i got a big ass kid harrison's like was 30 pounds at his one-year checkup they stopped growing i I swear like they stopped getting weight for a little bit because they stretch out and they just you know they just they go up and then not as much that's what the doctor keeps telling us but every time we go they're like yep packed on more weight for a long time kemp was at 30 pounds yeah and just like i felt like he never gained. maybe he'll plateau he is starting to walk around a lot now so i think maybe some of the, some some of the, the weight will come off yeah 
So did did you do like the whole all the rides and everything? Like did uh, all the rides, did as many of them as we could. Didn't do any of the big big ones, but we got the Star Wars one. Uh, of course, hmm. I got him a lightsaber, which is probably the coolest toy I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's motion sensor, so it goes wong wong, and then it goes. Oh, that's awesome! It's pretty dope. And uh, I definitely was not playing with it this morning. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I definitely didn't buy one for myself. No, yeah, no. we definitely are not having duels with the sabers. Um. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun, man. I don't know. There's a lot. We we hit a lot of things. The dinosaur thing was cool. Animal Kingdom was actually really neat. A lot of fun. It's been, uh, did, it's been uh, a good time. Today's a, did it blow a Kemp's day. mind? Is it everything he wanted it to be and more? Because yeah. that's why you go to Disney. Yeah. As, like I, the idea of going to Disney as an adult is just that's I don't know. Not Some, within it's my some realm. people's thing, but you know, not my thing. It's not my thing, man. Yeah. No, it's cool. I know I'm going to have to do it inevitably. He but... won't remember this, so we'll probably just have to drill it into his head yeah. that we went and make sure he sees pictures. Four, and the lightsaber. Four years old is is like right before. Man, he might remember I'll something. remember something. I don't know. Yeah. But but anyway, the Yankees have uh, played four games since we last talked. They lost the Sunday night game. We did record. We didn't get the drunk Scott recap, which I was, I was disappointed. Because you up. know why? Because nothing happened. There was nothing. The Yankees left everyone on base. That's no, that fine, happened. But there wasn't really. I was sitting there, like you know, I, I stopped drinking for a minute at the end too. I'm like, you know, can we, can we, can we do something, please? Can we do something? There was really not a ton to rant about, to be honest. No, the the scare in that game was Montgomery getting nailed with yeah. the comebacker, and it seems like he's going to make his next start on Friday. That, but like he got, he went down like he got shot. Yes. and I was like, oh my god, his season is over. I like, thought it that, was a that, broken bone. That, yeah, that went through my mind. When he was writhing around on the ground in pain, I was like, they just lost a, a consistent starting pitcher for the season. So they definitely dodged a bullet there. For sure. I, I'm, I was so surprised that we didn't see hairline fracture or something like that, you know, in the shin. Um, but yeah, no, l- luckily dodged. And I, I saw that he was thrown yesterday and it seemed like he was good and he's going to make his next scheduled start. So that's great. That's good news. Very good news. You got to avoid exactly. those. That's that's some of the things on the early in the season is you got you to take some of these uh, these little little things that could be big losses and add them on as like a, okay, dodge the bullet. We're, we're good right now. Well, I was actually talking about this with Logan before, before you jumped on the, the swings in emotion early in the season are just so drastic because you see them win a couple games to start against the Red Sox. And it's like, Oh my God, this is, this team is totally different. We're so excited. And then they lose a few games in similar fashion to how they've lost games over the past couple of years. And everyone's freaking out. Oh, fire Cashman. This is the same, same shit, different day, which you know, I can see both sides. And I think if this roster truly was the same as the last couple of years and they were losing in this way, I, I would understand the freak out a little bit more. But it's been six games, people. Like, it's been six games of Donaldson, six games of of um, IKF. Can we give it a little bit more time? And, yeah. like, this is me saying it. The person who is always going to jump to the negative as soon as possible. I got to have more than six games of sample size before I start freaking out. Well, you know, I was driving home last night watching uh, watching the game on my phone, too. Probably not. Not recommended. Don't do that at home. But You were driving and watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's just, it's just too long recommend. highways. It's just too long highways, about an hour, hour and a half to to get to yeah. where I need to go. And yeah, it's easy. You Listen didn't want to put on John and Susan? So uh, they, were t- they were referring to the Joel Sherman article, which you're probably also referring to. I didn't get to read the, the article, yeah. but I they were referencing it enough. I guess apparently Sherman wrote a piece saying different years, same results. And I'm like, you know well, what? Okay, that's that's a guy he that's got a lot looking of for some reactions, for getting people stirred up, which is fine. That's what they're that's yeah. their job. 
But at the same time, it is not the same. It is it is a different lineup. And yes, there are some guys that are not hitting. IKF not hitting, not having a good start, obviously. The bottom of the order, we have stats. between Higgy, which has mainly been eight, and IKF mainly been nine. I mean, it's just been a black hole. Their, uh, their eight and nine hitters combined are 071, 111 on base, 111 slugging. It's 30th. It's last in baseball. I mean, it, it, there's been no offensive production out of the bottom of the order. And we we knew this was going to be the case. We did not know this was going to However, be the case. However, that's yeah, no, no, no. Ex- we, we expected, that's extra bad. I mean, the 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 con- the hard contact is not just not coming. We saw IKF in the spring, and he looked really good. We know what his numbers are. I fully expect a guy like that will will come back and hit like 400 for a stretch because he will make a lot of contact and fall into the zone. Yeah, he's so, got to if you're going to nail your prediction. You've got a long six uphill battle to 200 knocks. Six games. Uh, so I'm not I'm not really worried about that. But they do have the balance in the lineup a little bit more. Yes, it's still it's still swing and miss heavy. There's no doubt that that will always be the case. But they they've added some more balance. Lemayhu looks. A, like he's, you know, more healthy, hitting the ball hard, spraying the ball around. Uh, he looks really good, fired up. I mean, talk about the emotion on the on. Yeah. That's we forgot to mention that on the last pod. He hit the home run on opening day. That was the most emotion I've ever seen him show, even more than when he hit the game tying home run in Houston in the ALCS. Like the opening day home run was the most emotion we've ever seen out of DJ. Yeah. And he he showed it a little it bit a last night when he got two the out hit slice double. on the right side and fired up, fired up. Yeah. And that's why we like him in the fifth spot, because it's some contact in positions when there's likely going to be some runners on base, something they haven't had in the last couple seasons. But it is interesting how they've been organizing the lineup, because Boone has been shuffling the leadoff man and the one, two, three spots around, depending on who's in the order. Like last night, Rizzo got the leadoff spot and Donaldson was further down in the order because Stanton was on the bench. And then when Stanton's been in, we've seen Donaldson there and judges flipped between the second and third spot. And I do, again, I do like DJ in the middle of the order for the contact, but I I wonder how long until they just move DJ back up to the leadoff spot to give that position consistency. But you are then risking a boatload of strikeouts in the three, four, five, six spots if you're going Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, Gallo in some combination, that's kind of the same thing we've had the last couple of years, which is a lot of power, but a lot of swings and misses in the middle of the order. I, I expect at some point for for Hicks to get up there and probably stay up there at some point. That's that's where I lead off. Yeah, because Hicks. That's what Logan was saying before. I mean, Hicks, I, hold on. Hicks, Hicks. We can't be doing this in 2022. No. If Hicks is in a spot, Hicks works the count. He takes his walks. He's a switch hitter, mixes it up. He's a guy that you know doesn't strike out a ton. I don't even know. What are his strikeout numbers? I'm not sure. Logan, can you check that out? What, what, well, he, I, I, he actually does still strike out a lot. Well, he, he walks a lot. He, but he walks strikes, a lot. He doesn't make much contact. He gets. He does He does get on base, and and he can and give you a Before you look. tell us, Logan, I'm going to guess uh, 26.2% strikeout rate. I'll take the under. But he's... Um, you know, we've seen him up there. If it's not Lemayu or Hicks, I, it's impossible for anybody to say IKF right now because he's not hitting. But that that type of hitter, the guy, the contact guy, um, I could see Hicks up there. Uh, would not surprise me if Hicks was there, and they kept Lemayu in a more in a in a uh, run gener- generating spot for the first two innings. Do you want K percentage through the U so far? No, it's too early in the year. What's his? What was it? What was it? His? Well, I guess what's his. Well, I was going to say last year he barely played. Like, what's, what's his, his career? career? 20, 22%. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay, 22%. And this year, he's so, at 25 this far. So he's right on. And he's at what, like a 15% walk rate? He's exactly at 15% on the nose this year. So, that, yeah. I mean, look, that's a guy, again, can switch can uh, can switch around either side of the plate. And he does work the count. He gives you good at-bats. So he he gives you a lot of the things that that Gardner could do in, in working the count, letting the um, dugout see the pitches in the first first inning, um, getting getting uh, and getting on base. So wouldn't be surprised. He's not a middle it, it of the order guy. Two years late. Wouldn't be surprised. It would be two years late. They needed to put Hicks in the leadoff spot back in 2020 when DJ LeMay, who was hitting 360, and the Yankees couldn't buy a hit with runners on base in the middle of the order. They should have put DJ in the middle of the order then, and Hicks, who was actually on the field, surprisingly, in the in the 2020 season, and put him leadoff then. Now, it's going to be two years late. Hicks Hicks is just getting worse every single year. He's a 7-8 or 9-hitter. Okay. Well, it isn't two years ago. It is today. And he did not play last year. So if they did that two years ago, they would have lost a year either way. And just hit the reset button. There's, there's, Look, there, he's going to experiment this first month for a while. And then I have a feeling... We're going to start seeing in May a more consistent lineup, given who's playing on on the field. That's most likely what's going to happen. Another thing they've been doing with the lineup, Stanton has been getting time in the outfield, but it's been in right field. Seems like they want to avoid him playing left field. I'm wondering if he's going to play left field on the road, though. Like Yankee Stadium left field is hard. It's a huge it's a huge left field, but Fenway's a small left field. There's other small left fields around around the American League that I think they could get him time at if they want to do that. I mean, it just gives them. Him playing the field is good, but if it's only going to be a right field, it it does narrow what they can do because then Judge has to play center field. Like you basically can't play. You could DH him. That's true. Yeah, I mean it's not the end of the world. I just wonder if he's going to get any left field time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe in other parks where it's just pretty, uh, you know, straight up left field, you'll see him getting reps and get out there, but. This is expected, I think. I think, uh, you know, we, we saw him a lot in, in right field as a Yankee. I expect him to be out there because of Judd, because of their comfort level with Judge going into center. And if they're not going to, they're not extending Judge, then they're going to work him. Yeah. And last night's game, the, the, which might be known as the Vlad Jr. game going forward because he just owned the Yankees for four, three homers, uh, two off of Cole one coming just minutes after Hicks sliced his finger open with his cleats. Like at a certain point, I can't even be mad at the guy. It's just, he's just a freak. He's, at the plate. he's so good. He's so good. And he hit, he just hit missiles around the park last night and single-handedly beat the Yankees. Otherwise I thought Cole was very good and he basically didn't give up anything other than to Vlad. He had 17 swings and misses. He was pitching backwards which is not something we normally see out of Cole. He's throwing off-speed stuff early, using his fastball to strike out guys late. So I thought it was an improvement over the first start of the year, even though it wasn't perfect because Vlad crushed him and the Yankees lost the game and and Boone didn't let him finish the sixth inning, which I thought was a little curious. I understand it was an 85-pitch limit, seemingly. He was at exactly 85 pitches, but... He's facing Guriel. You know he wants to be out there. That is your number one pitcher. I think I would have left let, let him finish the game. It didn't hurt him. The Yankees got out of the inning, but I think I would have let him finish that inning. It's too early for that stuff. I think I think they're 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 on some strict protocols. I mean, look, dude, this goes back yeah. to your your workload. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're managing workload here. 
If if you don't if you're not doing it early, if you're playing into the emotion of a game in April, then you may not be able to play into the emotion in the game. Court, uh, theoretically, in the- I'm, I'm putting up air quotes here uh, to to the people that believe in all of this that you know that may uh, that may sacrifice a couple of innings later in the season. So they're they're clearly in a, on a plan. 85 was the number out at 85. But damn, that bullpen is getting worked. I mean, it's been fantastic. It's been the best bullpen in the American League, 1.47 ERA, 0.88 whip. And, and But it's just like guys have been used a lot. Six games, Loisica has four appearances. Chapman, Holmes, Green, and Peralta and Castro all have three appearances. Like, I understand the starting pitching is going to work up to going deeper into games, but it has to because the bullpen, when you lose the extra roster spots, you got to take bullpen arms out of there. You can only have 13 pitchers. So the rotation has to pitch deeper into games. Yeah, and again, like the way that the this rotation is built, I think they have the arms to do that. You know, Montgomery can go deeper in games. Cole can go deeper in games. Severino, in theory, if he's healthy, can certainly go deeper in games. Um, and Tyone, Tyone is is the guy that you don't know. It's kind of hard to to predict. I think what kind of innings he's going to throw this year, where he's going to end up. But if he's if he's a guy that can get through six innings, I think everybody's uh, happy. But they have—it's not like they have these these. They have guys six who can innings work. Innings is now six innings. No, it's is a hell of like, a start. Quality start. It's the, six, six innings, innings in five runs. Quality start. Well, I mean, six innings, three runs was always a quality start back in like the the PED era, and I was always like questioning, like that's a four ERA. Like, why why are we call, calling that a quality start? But I guess that was league average, so fine. But if you pitch six innings now. You, you're going to like be near the top in innings for for the for your league if you're six innings every time. Yeah, the days of 230 inning pitchers are long, long. Yeah, gone. 200 is 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 a feat at this point. It's um, what's 200? What do you have if you make 30 starts? Math. What is math? Two, what 180. Is 200? It's six innings, right? Six times three is 18. Add so, a zero. So you're pitching. You're pitching like seven innings, basically, almost seven two innings. Two ten. That gets you to two ten. Yeah, you're if you're, and that's in my mind what Garrett Cole needs to be right now for the Yankees in his prime. I understand they're working him up to that. Yeah, but once he starts, once he's fully ramped up, he needs to be a seven inning pitcher for sure. No doubt about it. Seven to eight inning pitcher. We need that guy going. Um, and I, I think Severino has the ability to be there as well. Seven innings. But again, it depends on the, on the on the limit and where they where they are with him and how they how they treat him as the season goes on. Uh, but you know, if he's looking healthy and looking strong, he's just that type of guy who's got easy easy velo out of his hand. It doesn't look like he's exerting a ton of effort when he's on the mound. Um, so it's hard to he doesn't really labor, right? Like Severino, he just he, he loses control, but he doesn't really labor. It, it seems. Um, so I, I look. I think they're in a well, decent position. For that. So I really do. Quickly, I uh, did a podcast with Christy Ackert uh, earlier this week, and we talked about Severino, and she talked about his conditioning. He's actually in better shape yeah. now than he was pre-injury, and he feels like he's a better pitcher. He really studied pitching when he was hurt. I love hearing that. Which, yeah, it's great. I, I mean, it's still like uh, he might be capped at 120 innings, or he might just be gassed at 120 innings. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. No, I mean, I love hearing that. I, it, when I hear that guys actually actually do come in best shape of their lives and, and are studying and like actually like you know really really working on their craft in the off season that gives me uh that gives me all the good feelings in the world. I love hearing that. 
I want to hear that. I about mean, this everybody. is this could be Severino's last hurrah with the Yankees. You got to come in best best yeah. shape of your life to camp. You know, it's like it's like when you hear DJ when he's you know in quarantine, just like studying his binders or playing hockey by himself and studying in between. It's you know he's in the back of the bus. Everybody's having fun. He's reviewing tape. I, I love hearing that. I love hearing about the 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 um the work behind the scenes. It was a better start, like I said, from Cole. It, it is still, I guess, if you're going to be worried about him, it's that, okay, v- Vlad Jr. isn't going anywhere and he's eating you alive and the Red Sox hit you in your last time out and they hit you all last year and the Rays, who we haven't faced yet, are also a team that hit you last year. We still haven't seen Cole dominate the premium talent in your division. And I understand, you know, Pitching against the Orioles or the Royals is going to be just easier. You're going to go seven plus and strike out 12. I get it. It's not, it's not as easy to do that against the Blue Jays. But you can't you can't give up four runs against the Blue You have to be more competitive if you're the ace than he's been against those teams. So that's the concern for Cole in my mind and I think in a lot of people's mind. The, th- the other thing about Cole and the way that he pitches, especially against the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are just a bad matchup for him. I think that one, the, up and down that lineup, they got guys who can hit the fastball with no no problem. No problem. I mean, Vlad, that that home run that Vlad hit, the second one, was what, Did 99 the on the inner half of the plate. And he just I got his hands I don't know how around. he hit it. I don't know how. how but I, he did. Like, I legitimately, that is an amazing, like, he, I thought he was coming out of the game with a finger sliced open. And then five minutes later, he is hitting a rocket to the back of the bullpen. I don't understand how he's doing. How because he because the, the the thing on the hand, like, okay, it looked bad, but it was on the outside of his hand. It was like a cut. It doesn't really affect you as much. They taped it up. They put some shit on it and you're, you're good to I go. I think it's- Rub I mean, some dirt on it and walk sore. out. You're going to be sore. You don't you feel think. it. You don't feel it in the moment. He'll be sore later. He's he's the type of guy, he, he did not, you could tell he's walking in like, no, you pull me out of this game, I'll kill you. <laughs> like he was giving those eyes to anybody coming near him that he knew had any kind of authority or or could or could talk to someone with authority and mention anything about coming out of the game. He's like, I will, I will kill you if you try to take me out of this game. There's no possible way you're taking me out. It's a he, the back of his hand got stepped on, so the it really doesn't affect how you swing. Yeah, maybe you're a little sore, but again, you feel that later. Well, I actually thought his most impressive thing of the night was when he hit the double down the right field line because that's like a oh shit, we can't get this guy out kind of moment. Yeah. He was down 0-2. He looked terrible on two sliders and Cole tries to blow a fastball by him and he's just like, flip it down the right field line. Nope, you're not getting this ball. I'm just like, what do we do? What do we do to get this guy out? It's his hand speed, man. His hand speed is ridiculous. I mean, if you've, if you've seen his father play at all, the, the guy was, was uh, a, a, do you, if you remember correctly here, I've made some like, you know, when you, when you make the comparisons of a good player and you're like, well, this guy's got those tendencies. I'm not comparing the players, but it was uh, Miguel Anduar good bad ball hitter and i'm like the, the type of, of thing that you know vlad. vlad would do it every single night but vlad guerrero senior would i mean the guy the guy hit a, a ball that was bounced yep. it bounced to him and he yep. golfed it and he he just has such bat to ball uh hand-eye coordination that's just supreme to everybody else and his hands are fast as shit so when you see vlad jr turn on a ball the way he did 99 inside of the plate and just tattoo it you're like this guy's you you gotta give him something he's not looking for. You almost have to like mentally get him into a place where he thinks he's seeing something else and and trick him because his hand eye coordination is that good where he can react to something, you know, faster than most guys. He's got that 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 ridiculous twitch, 
and his his hands and the way that he gets his hips his lower half through the zone is incredible he's incredible to watch he's really a fantastic yeah, player. and like overall the pitching has been good like Tyon had a great start on Monday night for especially for first time out looked really good he got 17 swings and misses nine on his four seam fastball uh th- th- that's really encouraging and to that point in the season he had the longest outing for for a Yankee starter uh, the Yankees did nothing offensively uh, so it's kind of just be forgotten about, but that was a positive out of Tyon. And then Cortez did exactly what we said he was going to do, mix and match, try and mix things up. He tried like seven different deliveries. Some worked, some didn't. <laughs> the one where he did like the delayed leg leg kick and he really paused, he just bounced the ball like 58 feet. It's like, all right, maybe, maybe don't do that again, Nestor. No, show it, show it, show it occasionally. Show the crazy stuff. You show some circus. This is where the circus does belong in the game. You, when you have a guy like Nestor who's doing balancing acts and and you know juggling balls while he's throwing it, it you know all within the rules, but really getting on that gray area of is that a balk? Is that a quick pitch? Is this any you know if you're living in that area, you're pissing the batter off too because you're like I, this guy's annoying. He's just annoying. And it feels like with. the Yankees and, never have those pitchers until Nestor. It's always the Yankees are always facing someone who's annoying, and they never yeah. have the annoying pitcher. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy he ha- he's uh, he's here, um, and I'm telling you this lineup. When you look at the, how the, how these guys just destroy fastballs and eat them for lunch, you get a guy like Nestor who's mixing, matching speeds are all over the place, locations all over the place, deliveries all over the place. It screws them up. It screws their timing up, and that's where you need these guys. You need them off balance, and I'm afraid that's what Cole doesn't do well enough. He's hard, 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 hard. And he's he's all about his spots. But his stuff should um, be good enough you know, still. Like his stuff's good. The spin rate's up there, but at the same time, these guys are just groomed to hit fastballs. Well, that's why we you saw him pitching backwards. Sons of major leaguers he was throwing sliders huh? early in the count and pitching backwards. And Cole had a good. Start. They're still sitting fast. No one half the touched time, Cole except Vlad last it. night. Okay, he controlled the lineup except Vlad. Well, the, you know what? That he's part of the nine. He's <laughs> I, on the I team. I understand that. So, so whether uh, three people hit three home runs or one person hit three home runs, doesn't matter still. And also, two, by two the way, Cole. the first home run was a home run. I know people were freaking yeah, out at replay. It, I start. thought I was driving and I could tell that it was it went behind his glove. Yeah. And uh, who is it? Kay kept talking about, oh, I didn't see the the net move. Well, like, so they showed later in the game, caught. there's there's granite behind there because it's Monument Park. Yeah. And it just it would have it clearly hit off the granite, which is why the net didn't move. Fine, but it did but not it, hit the top of the wall. It did not. hit. The, it looked like it hit, went behind the wall. Like I, I right, felt like you couldn't see some of the ball. Even while driving, I could see a little part of that. Dr- the ball disappear. I don't know. Why I it was question so how much you were watching the road and how much you were I mean, watching the TV. I got back. I'm here in the house. So. Uh, if you're, if you are like just looking for things to, to complain and be like, Oh, seen that last year, Donaldson's decision on Tuesday night to run home on the line drive misplayed in right field was an all time stupid base running moment. And it's those sorts of things that this team needs to clean up, especially if they're not going to be hitting a ton with runners on base. You cannot give up outs at the plate when Stanton is coming up, Josh Donaldson. So is it okay? Just cause you're the leadoff hitter. Do not run. Was it just a bad, was it a bad read? This is, I didn't see this play. Ball uh, Rizzo hit a ball off the yeah. wall. The right fielder kind of misplayed it, and Donaldson was like hesitating around third right. base. The third base coach did not send him. He just decided that to run into short out by seven. Yeah. He was thrown out by seven steps. Okay. Yeah, so it was a misread on on Donaldson's part. I'm sure he 
probably admitted that as well. Even that one. So, no, I know sometimes that. Like, you clean the shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And you got to know the situation and and have a, a you, you got to know where your risk, your tolerance for a risk is at that moment within that get, given situation. And that's part of the instinct. So, yeah. And the Yankees hadn't scored to that point, right? They were on a scoreless streak. It wasn't until later that Hicks broke up the, uh, the, the scoreless streak. But still, Stanton is coming up. If, if, the bottom of the order is coming up and there's two outs and you're like, we're just desperate for a run. Let me let me bank on the guy making a, a bad throw. Okay, I can understand it a little bit more. Yeah, no, you got to be better than that for sure. Again, early season, so. And, and, and one thing that has stood out to me early in the season has been the amount of four outfielder shifts that we've seen. And it's not just from opposing teams on the Yankees. They've done it on Gallo. They've done it on Rizzo, which is to be expected. But the Yankees have shifted Four outfielders. We uh, Logan found it three separate occasions against Devers with Green on the mound. That ended in a ground out versus Matt Chapman with Cortez on the mound. It ended in a lineout to Hicks so that the outfield shift actually came into play there because it was a bullet and it was just hit right at Hicks. And then against Guriel with Cortez on the mound, it ended in a strikeout. But we're seeing it. You know, this might be the last year of the shift, but we're seeing even more shifts than we've ever seen before. Yeah, the outfield shift is is again. There's too many. There are too many co-ed softball rules in Major League Baseball right now. The runner on second, the four outfielders shifting the person out. It's just too much. So slow pitch softball. It's you know unless you have a guy or a girl who can handle a bat and hit it to the right side from a right. It's very difficult to do. So they everybody goes to the outfield and you you cover the ground, <clears throat> and that's exactly what they're doing. So I will be very happy. And maybe this is me being an old man yelling at clouds. Fine, fine. I like the no shifting, and I and I do hope that it, it happens next year because to me it just it brings more offense out, it, it gives you more action in the game, and that's a good thing for everybody. So, um, rule changes be damned. Like this, this one needs to be changed, in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Rizzo in the ninth inning took advantage of that four outfielder shift. He bunted. It was a terrible bunt. He got lucky. He popped it up down the third base line and it went right over the bag. But fine. I love it. Like... If you're in the ninth That's inning, all you need to do, though. Of course. It doesn't need to be a good bunt. Of course. You just need to get it over there. He knows that. Of course. I love it. Your ninth inning, you are you can hit a ball 700 feet. You're still down by one run. 
you get on base yeah. for Judge, and so I love it. It was an awesome, awesome decision by Rizzo to do it. That's how you. That's how you police. That's how you police the game in between the lines. You know, not talking about the actions between two teams, but when you see a team that's overshifting or doing these things because they know that you can't um, actually hit the ball the other way, but you can you can bunt it, you can push it that way, you can do that. Doesn't even need to be a good bunt; just needs to be over there. Everyone always says that though. That's the cliche. That's how you get teams to stop doing it. You hit the ball. No, the they're other not going to do it. Though. Bunt the other in way in game in that moment. You could do that, but I don't think it actually changes Doesn't strategy change because I don't think they fully expect people to not do that. When again. Rizzo comes up tonight, he could come up in the same situation. The Blue Jays are still going to shift four outfielders, and if he did it four times in a row, that might change something. I mean, maybe. But I, I guess what the Blue Jays are banking on is Rizzo just not being able to bunt, which he didn't have a good bunt. So who knows? Maybe he just can't bunt. And like that was just lucky. But that ball's four inches to the left and it's a foul ball. Yeah. Well, I, I look, that's I hope we get to see that opportunity. I hope that they shift on him and he's in a position where he can bunt four times and execute four bunts. And I hope they're all shitty bunts, too. <laughs> I hope they're all shitty bunts to the left-hand side. The not looking good. Just bloops. Yeah. though. Like, if you're going to be facing four outfield shifts all year, legitimately, Rizzo, Gallo, uh, those are really the main two that they've done it, right? Um, Logan, like, Gallo I haven't seen it happen it. against any right-handed hitters. It's usually against left-handed hitters. Yeah, usually that's who it is, because lefties pull the ball. But, but also, righties. if you're shifting with righties, it's just you obviously have to have a first baseman. So where would you put the other infielder? You'd have to put him on the left side. And then one guy on the left side is basically useless. So you you basically can only do it against lefties. So it's really going to be Gallo and Rizzo facing this and potentially Hicks when he's batting left. All three of those guys need to spend a half hour every day bunting. Hicks, Hicks, Hicks in theory should be able to bunt. I've seen Gallo lay bunts down. He can, he can do it. He, he, did it. he did it last year and he's done it in Texas too. Or he can he can uh, lay something down to the left side, and again doesn't need to be doesn't need to be all that good. And you know what you do? It's crazy. One of these crazy baseball things is though when you practice bunting, you're actually working on your hand eye coordination a little bit more too. It's funny how that you, works. But so you could get you could get into the other team's head. Like if you strategically practice bunting, like at the end of batting practice, so the other team sees you, and you just spend like thirty minutes practicing bunting. There, the other manager will be like, "Oh shit, they're practicing bunting. Maybe we don't." Four all it takes shit. is one team to bring back Pepper. And everybody else will do it. No pepper. We are a copy. There's, but copy there's signs world. saying no pepper. No, even the signs have been removed. Do, are the signs not there anymore? I don't think there's signs there in the new stadium. I think they were there in the old stadium. I don't think they. Came I don't even think the they stadium. were there at the old stadium, like towards the end. I feel like this is like a like they may early nineties thing. They, I've obviously seen it when there was like no nets, no no railings on the dugouts. Like, how did more people not just get injured? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, from line drives yeah. and foul balls. I don't know. Maybe you just didn't hear about it. There's no internet, so you just don't hear about the people profusely. Well, people weren't their head talking the in the fir- front row down the first baseline, I guess, because there was no phones. So maybe that's why. Yeah, people are paying attention. Were, no, but people also were keeping like, score at the games. You were paying attention to it, what was happening. Think about what happens pre-internet when you in pre-mobile phone when you leave the stadium, you're gone. That's it. <laughs> Unless the local paper is writing about it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're just a statistic now. So who knows how many people actually that's went why, home? It's like, oh man, I don't feel well, and that's it. That's why, it, like the joke, uh, there's when Roger Clemens struck out 20 batters as a Red Sox in like the 80s or whatever it was. Like the camera shows the stadium was empty. There was like 12,000 people there, but like 150,000 people claimed to have been there that night. And yeah, there they might go. be right because there's no internet. So who knows? 
That's right. No proof. No receipts is sometimes good. So we've got Severino going tonight against the Blue Jays to finish up four game series and then and then what the Yankees are on the road against Baltimore. So you, you obviously just need to see split the series with Toronto, leave town on a positive note, and then mop the floor with Baltimore. Mop the floor with Baltimore. Yep. What did I say? I think I had um I was I was conservative this year. I went sixteen and three in order for them to do it. But I, I do think it's important here. You expect to Split the series with the Blue Jays, you know, two of three with the the Red Sox, I understand, uh, is good. You, you expect that to go the other way at some point. It's going to be closer to 500 with the top teams, right? So Baltimore, you got to do the work. You got to make sure that you're you're coming in there and, and winning those games. Don't treat them as a layup. Don't treat them as like, a, this is a bad team coming in. No, this is an opportunity to win uh, games and, and tally some wins because they got to do it in the, when, when, they're, uh, when they're expected to. The rest of it's going to be a dog. Well, who would you sit tonight? I mean, I, okay. I'm not saying this is a must-win game. Like, uh, like it's April. Who's it's pitching April, for the Blue Jays? It's April. Okay. So, like, but still, they are doing rotation, and it, you know, IKF has looked lost at the plate. So, does Marwin Gonzalez get another day at shortstop, or or do they go with the big outfield with Stanton Gallo Judge? Like, it, I'm you know wondering because someone's gonna sit. Obviously, someone has to sit. So, who's it gonna be? Like, you can't. I don't want DJ out of the lineup. I don't. I don't want I don't want Stanton out of the lineup. I know he was out of the lineup last night, so that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't it's this is uh it could be Donaldson potentially, yeah, even though I know he's um putting LeMay. I want LeMayhew in the lineup. I look I, I need IKF to get out of this little thing, so I need him to hit. Who's pitching tonight for the Blue Jays? He's a guy that I need going and and like the bottom to turn that lineup over. Yeah, I I'm pulling up the the pitchers. So it's Gosman. Is who, who, who okay? Has, heavy sinker, heavy, heavy sinker. Uh, I want some. I want contact. I want. I want IKF on. I want DJ on. I want. Um, I, I want the guys who can hit the ball on the ground with uh, with power. Logan, you were telling me some numbers the Yankees have off Gosman um, pr- before we recorded. It, like th- he was terrible. Are these these like, are from Baltimore. Real days. numbers. Yeah, these are Baltimore. These are Baltimore days. numbers. Donaldson is really good off of him. He's got a two seventy six average with a uh, home run and two doubles, so he's eight for twenty nine. A lot of at bats, obviously played in the AL East. Hicks seven for twenty three with three doubles is good for three oh four. Hicks Judge is be in the eight lineup. for seventeen, three home runs, good for four seventy one. And Stan is four for six with a home run, six sixty seven. Rizzo has bad numbers, but he's a lefty, so you can't picture them sitting him. He also played against <clears> him when he was at San Francisco when he, <laughs> when when he was pitch. when he was good somehow. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw to me, Glaber's out of the lineup. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see. I mean, honestly, yeah. Even last night, Cone, Cone's picking up on some really good things with uh, with Glaber too. Like he, he hips out of it already early and early in pitches. Like he's looking to pull a ball even on the outside of the plate. And we that's when he gets. That's when he's messed, man. That's mechanical. That's all mechanical, and that's not he good. If he's, if he's out too last night, which if he's out there just me. just like looking to pull the ball. That's not how he does well. He's got to stay in there deep into the count. He's got to be be able to to spray that ball on the right field side. If he stays closed and he's shooting the ball up the middle, that's when he's good. And Glaber, for God's sakes, the ball will leave the park if you do that. Please. That seventh inning last night was a tour de force of stupid. Chad Green walks the leadoff hitter, which, oh yeah, that never comes back to bite you. Then we had catcher's interference with Higgy, which is just like, I understand. There was a bad catcher's interference. I understand it's like kind of a fluke thing, but at the same time, like just back up. Two inches. That like, did not look fluky. That looked like he would take his entire hand off with the glove. I had to watch the replay. I was like, what the hell was that? I caught it the first I caught it in real time. 
just kind of like a glance at, I was watching something uh, else in the room. And then I saw the replay. I was like, holy shit. That like it hit the leather. It looked like up by his wrist. It was so far deep. Yeah. And then obviously the Glaber double play ball. Could, it was a double play ball to Donaldson. Or excuse me, LeMahieu was playing third base. He threw it to yes. threw it to second, and it was going to be an easy double play end of the inning. And Glaber just couldn't get the ball out of his glove. Again, I understand a fluky thing, but it's just like you got to make those plays to get out of the inning. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I could see Glaber sitting tonight uh, against Gosman, um, but you're going to get a lot of ground balls. That's why I want more contact. Yeah. Well, hopefully they finish tonight strong. And uh, you, how long you, how long are you on vacation for? When are you coming back from Florida? Oh, uh, we we actually hit the road tomorrow and meeting up with uh, my brother and his fiance in Charleston. Oh, nice! On the way back and some family there, so we're staying there for a couple of days and then back on Easter Sunday. Okay, so you you'll be back. We'll record on Sunday. I think the Yankees are playing an afternoon game on Sunday, so we will be able to watch and then record that game. Hope everyone is uh, going to enjoy the holiday and all that good stuff. Any any last words you want to say? No, man. Just hope uh, I need the bottom of the lineup to uh, need IKF to stop making me look bad. Yeah. Sick of people look, making me look bad after I said what they're supposed to do. Just do the things you're supposed you to do. You need him to go That's like fine. 11 for his next 19. <laughs> That's yeah, what but, but that's the thing. Like He's the kind of guy that that will do that at some point. He will get hot. And and it's not the same type of like when Stanton gets hot and the ball just like or moon moonshots and they're just like, you know, destroying people in the outfield. No, he'll he'll find he'll find a seam here. He'll find a seam there. He'll just Hit an easy ball. I mean, last night, honestly, he started looking a little bit better. He started hitting the ball harder. I thought there was a uh, he hit a ball right up the middle. They just shifted right perfectly for him, and it was an out. Normally, next year, that's a base hit. So hopefully, he's squaring up the ball a little bit more and getting his legs under him. Um, but yeah, going on the road for him could be a good thing too. That that's a good point, actually. The starting the season at Yankee Stadium with a ton of pressure, road trips early in the year can reset guys who are new on the team, just like. Staying in a hotel, you're not dealing with the hometown fans, although Baltimore right. is going to be 50% Yankee fans, but it's just, it's just sort of a mental reset. So, so that's a good point. Next episode, we're going to be doing um, mailbags. A couple have come in already, but would love to hear from you guys. You can submit mailbag questions at bronxpinstripes.com slash podcast, or you can shoot us a DM on Twitter, or you can tweet us, Instagram, whatever, whatever you want to do. And voicemail line, 646-480-0342. Call up, let us know your thoughts. If something happens exciting or something that angers you in the game, it's a good way to vent. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.